Hello everyone, so my name is Krista Bulow. I'm a teacher in the physiotherapy technology department and I'm presently taking some master's courses and one particular that talks about how students learn. Um, so this brought up the idea of trying to get a couple students to discuss how they've studied and how they've learned across the three years of their program. Um, so I have a student here who's from physiotech and another one who's from nursing. So I'll have them um, introduce themselves and then kind of elaborate on some of their studying habits and it'll be a great discussion. So I throw it over to... Hi, my name is Anais. I'm a student at Dawson in the Hi, my name is Daniel. I'm a third year nursing student, so I'm almost done also. I'm very excited. So if you guys could, let's start with NAS. If you could elaborate on, have your studying habits changed from first year to third year? Uh, for sure. Obviously, uh, when I started this program, I was strictly out from high school. So a lot of adaptation, uh, course load was much heavier. Uh, the first thing I would say, which is really important, is organization. So you've been thrown in CJEP with tons of class and things to learn. So organize yourself because if you want to study and not being like your mind is somewhere else thinking, oh, did I do that and this assignment, sit down, do a list, and then start studying. This is clearly the first thing I do every time I have to study and learn something. And I haven't done that before and now much better. Very good. When I started nursing, um, I realized very quickly that it was very self-directed. So we really had to take our own learning in our hands and you know, do a lot of assignments that weren't necessarily like made obvious by the teachers. So what I would recommend really is when you feel overwhelmed, you just take it week by week and you just focus on what has to be done um, the soonest. And again, right, one at a time. You can't actually multitask because you can't focus your attention on only one thing. It'll always be divided if you're trying to do multiple things at the same time. I agree on that. And especially if you have to memorize stuff, writing an assignment is something. Maybe you can do two things at the same time. I can, but I know some people can. But when you have to memorize muscle, whatever it is, uh, cardiorespiratory system, you really have to be focused only on one thing at a time. Yeah. And um, going through your program, we've had to have, you know, examinations that are in class that are written versus ones that are more real life simulation. Um, have you guys, do you guys study in the same way for these types of examinations? Uh, personally, I don't. For the written exam, what I really like to do is, uh, first of all, I do my notes from what we learn in class and from the PowerPoints. And after all, um, when I do my notes like throughout the, 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 the weeks, and after what I like to do is right before the exam to redo my notes, but differently. So for example, uh, I would redo my notes with one page of precaution for those uh, action, then one page of rehabilitation plan and one page of pathology and then I'll redo it again and I'll do it by joint so the knee the ankle whatever it is so I'll redo my notes sometimes three to four times 
which takes a while but after all I know I'm sure I know all my stuff by heart and it's really nice when you want to study in group because you say oh this is the sheet of precaution this is the sheet of rehabilitation and everything is like super super clearly and organized that's my I think my favorite way to study for written exam that's very good because actually the research shows that it's a lot easier to memorize or to put into long-term memory um, lists or any type of information if you're putting them in itemized columns or colors or lists, right? Instead of just having a big, long um, list of just randomized words, if you can organize them in good columns or whatnot, it really helps to bring that information into your long-term memory. So you're not losing it the moment yes. you're done looking at it. <laughs> And if you guys want to look it up, uh, there's an app called uh, Miro, uh, M-I-R-O, and it's an app where you can do concept map with all your knowledge, and it's super nice. After all, you have like a, I think you use it in nursing too, right? Sometimes, Sometimes yes. Sometimes, yeah. You have like a big concept map with all your stuff that you can like organize the way you want. And, and you can do it as a group too. Yes, you can work uh, as a group on the concept map. Yeah. What's your favorite way, Daniel? Hmm. So for the written examinations, a lot of nursing questions are very tricky because all the answers will be correct, but one is a little better. So in that case, you really need to understand the material. You can't just memorize signs and symptoms, interventions. You need to understand the pathology if the class is about a disease. And then that's going to help guide you for your assessments, your interventions, your complications. And then when you have that tricky question, you can go back to your knowledge and say, okay, what do I know? What, what is? And then you can go through the answers like that. And I find that helps a lot. For more physical um, tests, so what we have, I think they're called OSCEs. It's where we have a situation and we need to act upon it it's don't take it too seriously a lot of the times it's just for you to learn just go with what you would normally do it's okay if you make mistakes no one's perfect even like 30 years of experience you'll still make mistakes very good and that's why it's always great when you can before you have a practical type of exam i'm sure i know in our program in physiotech i'm sure in nursing too we have practice practical exams, <laughs> right? Where we're able to kind of show you what we're expecting. Sometimes there's a curveball that's thrown in a little bit. What would you do if this happened? Which Daniel pointed out really well that if you know your pathology and you're going back to your background knowledge of the case, then you're able to kind of pivot yourself and and know exactly what to do or what would be the best thing to do in, given that situation. Right. And I would also add for like a practical exam, don't be scared uh, to ask the teacher for the grading rubrics before the exam. I really like to go over it and make sure when I practice my interaction with the patient or stuff like that, I like I can um, make sure I have all the items that will be evaluated on. So um, not just I do good, but I do all the requirement of the teacher. So ask for it if you don't have it right beforehand it will really help you guide what you should study more or less and where is the focus on that also reminds me um, for each class there is usually a list of competencies that the teachers will present to you so example let's say you have a class on fractures 
then one competency could be you know the complications and you would know how to intervene and assess for them if they were to happen. Following the competencies is a very good way to see, okay, what does the teacher expect me to know? Because that's what they're going to test me on. I agree on that. And if there is stuff you think like you haven't covered in class, I think it's okay, but you need to be careful when you look up um, from some videos and stuff online, especially, I don't know, for nursing, I'll talk for physio. Uh, sometimes we see videos of way to test some um, some pathologies of some range of motion online and stuff like that. And then we come in class and teacher like, oh, I don't really like this for this, this reason. So when you look up for stuff online, it can actually help a lot to learn different way because sometimes we don't always understand or we missed a class or whatever the reason. But uh, just make sure you validate with your teacher beforehand if what you learn or what you've seen is true because you don't want to get caught during the exam. Do you guys, have you guys gone to see your teachers? Do you have good relationships with your teachers? In my history of being a student, because I was one a while ago, um, I really made sure that I went to go see my teachers. If I had an exam and I had a question that I got wrong or that I didn't answer correctly, I went to go see them to get feedback. Same thing with anything that was practical. If I didn't do this correctly, what could I have done to do better? Right, And I find that by creating that relationship with a teacher, it therefore helped me in my um, kind of getting that feedback and being able to apply it right away. Do you guys tend to see your teachers? I see my teachers mostly for, so I go see my clinical teacher, mm -hmm. so my teacher who follows me in the hospital, really to have a good relationship with them so that, you know, clinical can be very stressful. You're dealing with real people. So having a teacher who understands how you're feeling at the moment is very important. So feel free to talk about any feelings, any concerns, any strengths, weaknesses with your teacher. As for in class more, of course, you know, if you don't understand a class, don't just, you know, be sad about it. Go see your teacher, ask them about it, right? They'd be happy to help you. That's why they're teachers. But if I can give like I think the most important advice for me is whenever you finish an exam and you have the chance to review it whether you got like 40% or 95% just review it because then you'll know the mistakes you made and you'll never make them again yeah I think you really especially for written exam you can really see the question and stuff like that so sit down and if you need help go over with a friend or with a teacher but go over the question and make sure you know the right answer or you like look up for the right answer so next time because sometimes teacher i would say most often uh if there's a question like mostly failed in an exam at some point during the semester they'll put it back at the end because they're like oh this is important and student didn't get it and we we want them to consolidate their information <laughs> exactly. exactly so make sure um you, you know the answer and Do you guys, when you're setting yourself up to study, let's say we're talking about studying now because obviously we're close to towards finals in our semester, um, is there a certain place you like to study or a certain setting you like to study in? What, because 
if you're in an area where there's lots of noise, lots of things going on, sometimes our focus is a little bit difficult. Is there a certain space or environment you like to study in? Um, I'm really picky about my studying, uh, Francine. So every time before I study or go to school, I need to go to the gym. So I able to sit down and actually focus on my computer. Either way, I just want to run away everywhere. So guys, if you are hyperactive or you just have too much energy, try to go do something you like and just let yourself go before you study, first thing. And after all, I like to sit down. I have an app, I use a lot of apps on my phone. <laughs> it's called Forest. And it's like you plant trees, but uh, each time you plant a tree, it's like for a preset amount of time and it blocks your phone. So I cannot use my phone while I'm studying. That's a and, very good idea. And uh, you can actually, when you have enough trees, like plant the real trees, like somewhere in the world, really nice app. But uh, it helps me, you know, like my phone is on the side. I really only have, I know I could access Facebook or whatever it is on my computer, but it's not, you know, it will not pop up in my face. So I really need to be out of that distraction. And I like to study alone when I have to do an assignment. So when I have to write something, but if it's only revision or uh, more like reading and stuff like that, I like to do it in team. I'm a, I like to learn in team because asking question makes me remember of the answer because we're like, oh, oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't remember. So in team of two or three, but more than that, it's a mess, personally. I don't know for <laughs> you, but. And Daniel, would you do the same? <laughs> I think so, yes. I tried studying in many different places, including my bed, which I realized was a bad idea because <laughs> then I just want to sleep. But um, I think I learned this in, my, uh, in a psychology class I took. You associate meanings or actions to different places. So if you sleep in your bed, that's a place for sleep. So if you do anything else in bed, your body's going to like try to go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Same thing as like, you know, if you try to study in a really noisy place, then noisy places aren't really for like calm activities, right? So it's, you need to find somewhere that forces you to study, whether it's like next to someone to make sure that, you know, you're not looking at videos or something. Yeah, they bring you back on track. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't like group studying, you can always like go to a library if your house doesn't work. There are too many distractions. Go out in a park. But it's also very important to take breaks because if you just study, 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 at some point, you're not retaining any info. Right, so that comes with, again, if we go back to, to research, that comes with the theory of distributed practice. So if you study in small increments, you're going to remember those increments a lot more than if you sit for hours and just kind of try, try to cram in that information. Yeah. Um, are you guys crammers in a sense? Do you cram for exams or are you quite prepared in advance? Um, I like to be prepped in advance, but there's always the night before like this cram or even the morning we all gather at school and we're like, oh, did you understand this? And, and sometimes, not efficient and sometimes you got answer to really important questions so if you feel like you don't have all the knowledge you need for an exam go to school earlier and ask questions to people who are there but no I don't cram that much because I just need to sleep like I'll never be the one spending a night studying 
You're not a, you exam. won't do an all-nighter. I've never done that in three years, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to, so when I go to class, well, actually, no, before a class, if it's about something that I can watch a video about, I'll watch the video, because readings can be very long sometimes and very confusing, so I'll watch a video, and I'll know kind of what the teacher talks about, and then in class, I will understand as much as I can. If I have questions, I'll go. But until the test, I don't really review that material because I'll just forget it again. I like to give myself a week or two before the test to really study slowly by slowly. Uh, let's say um, we have a lot of lung problems, a lot of liver problems. I'll clump it all together because I'll see a lot of uh, things that come back. Commonalities. Exactly. Yes. And as for cramming, I don't believe that cram cramming works, especially if it affects your sleep or stress levels, right? Because stressing is, it, it's a good thing, You kind right? of just forget everything yeah. afterward. But it, it's also like you need to stress. And the important thing is not to not stress, it's to stress well. Because <laughs> stressing well is going to, you know, like activate all, you know, your All your, your hormones mind, and your you mind, yeah. But... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, almost done. <laughs> but um, it's you need to sleep well. So I like giving myself a time limit. So after 6 p.m. the night before the test, I just don't look at my notes. I don't touch wow. anything. That's cool. Um, I would add to this that I think at the beginning, if I think of like people around me, uh, first year we were cramming a little bit more. But we realized that like all the knowledge you're learning from your first first class in the in like a physiotech program, everything will come back and mm -hmm. everything you'll need it again. And when you cram, you kind of forget everything after the exam because you didn't went through the step of like learning consolidation and everything. So it everything just, stays in short term memory, yes. and the moment you're done, it's gone. It's and let's gone. put in the next short-term memory for the next lab versus consolidating but it and the year after you still need this knowledge <laughs> yes so i think it's not a, like i think in high school it worked fine but now that you need the knowledge again and again and you're building on it it's not helpful at all to do mm -hmm. it yeah that's very true especially in first year you don't realize it but you're learning the foundations yes. of whatever practice you're going to be doing in the future. Mm -hmm. So you can't just forget a whole year out of the three. That's, that's too much. I think this is great because I think as a teacher, me teaching a first year anatomy course, I can say that many times, but it's nice to have students that have gone through the program to kind of reiterate what we're saying as well and to kind of say that this is really important to have as your base because in all the med tech programs, there is a form of anatomy that they have to learn mm -hmm. and then that means that you're building on that knowledge throughout your three years no matter what medical technology program you're in. One other thing that um, I did, you guys mentioned that you like to study in groups sometimes. Um, specifically, do you find it helpful when, more helpful when you were asking questions or when you had to answer them? Um, I think half and half. We I like to quiz people because their kind their answer makes me realize oh I know it's false what they say because I know the right answer or maybe they're right because I don't know. So it makes me 
or yeah. they might add to your knowledge yeah, by exactly. adding a different the, the component. Way, the way yeah. The answer. And I think I prefer to ask questions, but it's also a work in progress. Like you're both on your computer and then you're reading the slides and you're like, oh, did you get this? Oh no. And it's more like a given, given relationship for me, yeah. the way I see it. But I think both works. You really need to f try stuff. And that's why first year, it's okay to make mistakes. Well, it's always okay to make mistakes, but it's okay if your grades are not the best in first year. I know I love, Everyone loves good grades. I'm super, like, uh, self um, high expectation, but it's okay to try different stuff, and you'll be more happier to have one bad grade because you try something, and after you know it works or it doesn't, and then you can keep working on it that, that way or not. That's a great point, Daniel. Anything mm -hmm. to add? Uh, I've been doing tutoring since last year, my second year, and why it's great for me is that yes, I'm also helping students who are struggling with some material, but it's a good like reality check for me. Oh, do I remember cirrhosis? Do I remember, you know, heart failure? And then if the student, again, like I said previously, if they ask me questions and I don't know the answer to it, that means I need to check my knowledge, mm -hmm. do a little more research, maybe review some stuff. Because like in first semester, um, you know, we see a lot of fundamentals, but also a lot of basic interventions. And then if I realize, oh, I forgot that, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, I just thought of something regarding studying habits, about how you need to enjoy what you're studying for it to actually, like, make remember. sense yeah. and for you to remember it. You're in this program because you want to work as a certain professional, whether it's nursing, biomedtech, social work. And if you don't like it, well, first of all, you know, maybe, you know, recheck your, your life choices, what you want to do in life. But like, even if you want to be a, for nursing, an ICU nurse, you know, where people are like very, very sick, all that, and you're having trouble with your maternity classes, you can link it to what you like. So example, postpartum after a woman gives birth, all the complications. You can think, oh, they could bleed a lot. That's kind of something I could see in the ICU. So always try to link it to something you like, even if you, you think it's impossible. And I think this is a really important uh, aspect of learning. And you can see it, like, guys, look around you in first year. Um, I think anatomy for us is like the biggest class in the, the first years. And I could see, for me, anatomy was a pleasure to do it. And I was like, oh, let's learn this and everything. Because I've been like passionate and like super interesting since anatomy, since I'm super young. So for me, it was like the class I was looking forward to do, you know? And I had cue cards and I had so much fun. And then people were struggling around me and they're like, why, why do you do that? Like I was using my time like spare time not studying just to look up anatomy stuff and we're like you're crazy well I passed I had a good grade and I was super like hype about it because I, I, I liked it you know so really that that's one of the like top learning principles is that you need to actually enjoy what you're doing you there has to be a motivated interest to what you're doing in order for you to you know put the time in and to learn the things and create study guides yeah right so i think that's super important and coming back to what daniel was saying about teaching 
um, or tutoring, right? Sometimes the best way to learn is to teach. And it really helps us consolidate our knowledge. I do a crash course with my parents. They sit down and like, let me talk to you about cardio rest. And then I go over and they're like, is it done now? (laughs) (laughs) They suffer for our sake. Yes, for sure. I I really like to do that. And if I'm able to explain like fluently and without looking at my notes, usually good sign. If I have to look up, I'm not sure what I'm seeing, uh, seeing, saying, like, um, that means I might have to review some area of the learning. So there are so many ways you can uh, study and try stuff. So don't be scared to, to try, like I said earlier. Well, also, just like Anais said, whether you know like it doesn't matter what program you are in you're going to deal with human lives and you need to be able to give them knowledge so if you're able to teach let's say your parents who may or may not have anything any knowledge in this sphere that means you're also able to do it when a patient's going to need you yes we call it an physical empowerment of the patient so we want them to know what they have so they can look up for themselves, they can understand what's going on. And often, we, we personally give a lot of um, exercise to the patient to do at home. And I think when they understand why they do it, they tend to do it way more often. So just by having the skills to teach and explain what is going on with like layman's term, uh, can be a really uh, nice trick to have in your bag. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for all of your feedback. One last question to both of you. If you could give your top three learning and studying tips. So this is for all students within the MedTech program. If you could give your top three tips, what would they be? Anius. Oh, that's a tough question. I would say, um, oh, do you want to go, Daniel? I need to think about it. <laughs> sure, I'll go first. I'd say try to study less by reading a book or looking over your notes and more through case studies or questions you find online or in your book resources or if the teacher gives it to you. Because you need to be able to apply the information in real time and some of us have licensing exams. So it's a really hard test you need to pass after you graduate to get your license. And all those questions are going to be applications. So you have a patient, this is how they're presenting, what do you do? You, you can't just memorize that. You need to understand, again, like I said previously, so that you can apply that knowledge and improvise a little. Sometimes you have cases you don't even know what's going on. So you go back to your basics. Otherwise, um, I think if you like studying in groups, study in a group right? But make sure it works well and the dynamic is okay. If you like studying alone, sure. Just if you do bad on an exam, don't just say, oh, like it's the exam fault, the teachers are stupid, blah, blah, blah. They're not trying to help us. Maybe that is the case, but you can't do anything about that. What you need to do is review where you went wrong, how you can study better and change your habits. Even if it's very hard, something's not working, you need to change a little because you can't change the system. And then third, don't take school too seriously. 
yes, it is very hard, but that means that you can't just spend all your time studying because you're going to burn out, right? There is a lot of material you need to learn, which means you also need some time for yourself, right? You won't enjoy it if you're stressing all the time, if it makes you cry, if it makes you not even want to come to school or come to clinical. You really need to have some breaks where it's just you time. That's, That's very important. Good. That I would add, um, if I had to do a like, quick, quick top three, I would say do resume because often what teacher, like all the lecture they post and everything you have to learn is a lot. And yes, there are many, many details that are important, but usually the main stuff can be really like resume on a sheet or on a cue card or something. So then you have like quick resume, you can look at it without like, feeling overwhelmed by the whole slides or the whole uh, PowerPoint or video, what it is. I would also say, um, like Daniel said, take some time for yourself. Um, I don't know if you guys studied during the pandemic, but that's something I really uh, put on the side. I was like, let's focus on school. I have nothing else to do. Let's do school all the way in. And didn't end up well, to be honest. So uh, take some time for yourself. Right now, I put myself a limit. I need to see friends or family at least once a week. And it's not a lot, but for the weeks I'm super busy, I know I have at least one like, sl time slot per week where I'm not thinking about school. And finally, I would say organize yourself. It's super hard to study when you're not sure what to study, when you're not sure when is the exam, when you don't understand stuff. So open all the documents, give them new names in your computer, make sure everything is organized so after you can study without being worried you forgot uh, some lab to study or whatever it is. And do a list with all your exams, you know when they are, and you're not getting caught by studying last minute. Mm -hmm. I think those are fantastic. I definitely think both of you hit the nail with being organized and um, time management, so organize with your work, but also organize with your personal life outside of uh, work and school as well. And if I come back to something Daniel said earlier about your mind associating uh, area and stuff to your class, um, I started something last year when we were uh, studying at home due to the pandemic and I had nine classes, guys never do that. Um, and I started to buy um, like paper of different color and pen of different color. And each class I was writing, for example, orange was bio, and then purple was uh, loss of muscle function. And each uh, class had like the color. So every time I was seeing a, like a paper, also for organization it was easier, but every time I was seeing a purple sheet I knew it was this class and it just came back like earlier for me because I realized when you're at school you go from one classroom to another and like stuff stays in your mind oh yeah I remember Krista was standing in front of the class when she said that but now everything was in front of the same desk for hours long during the same day so I needed a way to like separate in my mind classes and paper actually helped like color color side paper so uh, if you're getting mixed up between the knowledge you can try this also uh, one last thing never think your classes are separate 
biology is not a different thing than nursing That's or so like true. physiotherapy sciences. You need to link them together, right? Biology is going to teach you what should normally work. And then your classes are going to tell you, okay, well, this is not working. What do you need to do? What will you see? What is dangerous? That's why that's a great point. What's actually fun is that for specifically in physiotech, we've gotten together with um, biology mm-hmm. and have really created the anatomy one and biology one class to really follow one another. We've done common cases. We've done team teaching, myself and, and Richard. Um, and I find that it's been very helpful um, to help the students consolidate that bio is basically the building blocks of anatomy. Yeah. And then that will then flow into learning about physiology and learning about pathologies when you learn what happens when all those systems go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, One other tip that I give to my students and that I found was very helpful for me was to take your PowerPoints that you have for your classes. And instead of just trying to um, remember all the facts go and look at it and create questions that you think a teacher would ask on a test. So you might review a PowerPoint by listing four or five questions. And then you answer those questions from the knowledge that you have and from the knowledge that's found in the PowerPoint. Um, And if you have time, go see the teacher and make sure that the answers that you have to those questions are correct. And And then the answer so they can ask them in the test and you already know what it is. You've read my mind. That's what I'm doing for my for one of my final anatomy classes is that I have each student, each groups of students grab a couple of the uh, of the lectures and ask them to create four to five questions related to those lectures and answer them. And then we'll go around the class and we'll review all those questions. And I've told them that I would add two of those questions onto their final exam. Three points. Well, three points, they still need to understand the information. (laughs) And it's probably, truthfully, every year that I've done it, I've already had one of those, I've already had those questions on the exam. Because it's just a good way to remember the information and to consolidate the information. A good way to to study a little bit before midterms or before finals. And keep your stuff from uh, one year or one semester to the other. Like I just, I think I said it before, I still use stuff from, from anatomy from the beginning of the program. So don't throw up your notes and stuff like that. You might use them later on. Especially if you have papers to write and then you're like, oh, I need to find a source. Oh, but that would have been super good in my textbook that I just sold. Okay. So <laughs> yes. keep your stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel and Ennius. This was very nice to discuss with you guys. And I really hope that this is going to be helpful, not only to us, we all got some very good ideas, but also to anybody else that decides to listen to this podcast in the med tech programs so that we can maybe help them with their own learning and studying skills. Yes. Thank you. Good luck, everyone. Have fun and study something you like. (laughs) Thank you very much, guys.